When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. WA's Novated Leasing Specialist can save you thousands on your dream car. Fleetnetwork.com.au Right around Western Australia on SEN. It's Scotty and Goss for breakfast with Scott Cummings and Tim Gossage. Morning everyone, it is four past six and we're in the Toolkit Depot studio for the next two hours on a very warm day, already 23, heading for 39. Scotty Cummings is here, the Toolkit Depot open line 13, 12, Thanks to the team at Fleet Network. Scotty, good morning. Good morning, buddy. How are you? Yeah, good. My mum and dad, I went saw mum and dad yesterday. I had to wet check in the in the heat, of course. <laughs> yes. And uh, mum said, you probably overcooked the amount of times you said it was going to be hot. You probably annoyed people <laughs> that it was getting hot. <laughs> you really great feedback. So, Volf. It's going to be 39 today, 40 tomorrow, <laughs> oh. 38 on Friday. But you know what? When you talk about it, like we, we overthink it because... For most of the morning yesterday at work, it was it was you know, twenty eight. You go, geez, it's hot. It's, <laughs> oh man, it's hot today, and it's only twenty eight. It doesn't get to thirty eight or thirty seven yesterday until you know much later in the half. <laughs> so, oh man, it's twenty two. It's hot. Anyway, it, uh, it was a very warm day yesterday. May I mention uh, sickness is everywhere at the moment. I've got one sick trooper at home. Oh no. Yeah, when he when he's down, gone down. Oh yeah, no, yeah, the boss. It. Yeah, the boss is down. So I was on the lounge last night. Gee, I slept well. Anyway, lots <laughs> uh, of change from the spare room. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> Just uh, mixing it up a little well, later. Butters, butters got hot. The bigger layer, so he was lying on the floor in the lounge room. <laughs> on the tiles. Yeah. Yeah. And then I thought, oh well, I'll just go. Tend to have to keep him company, yeah. and I just laid on lounge. Oh, seriously, between two and four was the best sleep I've ever had. <laughs> anyway, thank you. Uh, we've lost Lois. Lois. Uh... Yeah, and, th- and that is a live recording. <laughs> oh man, we all had the bolt. I, I couldn't do <laughs> oh, it. It's because throwing up is contagious. Everyone knows that. If, if you are someone that can watch or hear someone throw up and not <laughs> want to do it yourself immediately after, then you've Stronger than I am. So he said that he was sick. You got up and bolted into the studio. Oh, it was five thirty. It's not even soundproof. <laughs> anyway, and I came in here and I said I'm going to be in here. But, and then he came out. I could see him say, "Oh no, I'll be right, guys. No, I've, I've had me spew. I'm good now." And and the orders came from above. Chris said, "Mate, go home. Go no, home. no, I'm good. Go home. Yeah. No, no, I will be fine now. Mate, you've been told. Yeah, yeah. Off, off your trot. So off. So off. if anyone was out with Lois last night." <laughs> oh, I don't think I don't think that was food or you know, call me cynical. Well, call me cynical. Yeah, cynical. Hello, cynical. <laughs> but you know, just I'm not sure that was food or virus related. So, and then last night I went down to Gloucester Park to see uh, <laughs> Sally race. How many, you have to queue up. Uh, <laughs> got there late because it came from a listing. Anyway, just got there just in time to watch her run a very credible ninth. Um, <laughs> Seriously. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. Didn't put her best foot forward last well, night. Well, maybe just keep her down on the country tracks. Uh, well, I don't know about that because we left her there overnight to have a good hard look at herself. <laughs> I'm not taking you home. You, <laughs> you can find your own way home. <laughs> you think about what you just did. You're the inflatable horse. <laughs> You've left your family down. <laughs> you let your trainer down. Your owners. You let your owners down. Anyway, more she, importantly, you let yourself down. down. She was 
very average last night. But <laughs> but a lot of people were sick of the trots last night. So I think I think Rona is back in a big way. Yeah, well, we believe that. I believe that it's uh, sweep, sweeping the east, and yeah. I just I, need, I hope I we've learned. I, I hope jab four. I think well, five. They've, they've, they've released two new ones. I'm happy to have it. I've got no issues with it. Don't I'd... get me anywhere near it again. Yeah. I went to town last time. I'm doing it again. Yeah. Uh, I just hope we've learned enough that it doesn't shut down Christmas. But it, really, it, well, it hurt a lot of people. It's hurting a lot of people. A lot of, a lot of ill people, and it, and it gets into our hospital system, which, and then we've got an issue. Which they should, if you're not. Oh, no, it's a touchy subject. No, it's not a touchy subject. You're allowed to have an opinion. Yeah, I know. But and you know, I, I it is understand real, that a lot of the people. The virus is real. Yeah, I, I absolutely. A lot of people died from the virus. They died with the virus. With, from the virus. With the virus. From the virus. Not necessarily from, but definitely with. If you are susceptible and you do have other ailments and other things it that your body is fighting, system. then absolutely, you have got to be really, really, really careful. But for the 99.76% of people who uh, survived, um, you just be careful, don't spread it and get on with your life and keep the economy ticking over. Mm. So don't, don't, s- don't need to put the walls up around Christmas, No, I, it's not going to happen. Because, you know, I'm leaving Boxing Day and I want to come back. Oh, that's what's about you. Sorry, don't worry about the rest of the country. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we are in the a studio. A lot of people hey, we, we have got a uh, – I was happy with the way it was handled in WA, thanks. So, uh, yep, I, you don't come up. Yep, anyway, right, all whatever, good. Whatever, mate. Yeah, I was. Uh, James McDonald. I'll lose this one us. as well. I know that you will. James <laughs> McDonald is going to join us before seven. He's coming to ride Zaki, the superstar nine-year-old in the Northerly Stakes. Now James is riding oh. Warwick Farm today. He's uh, heading up to Hong Kong to ride. He's coming back here for one day only. Uh, to ride on December 9. We're going to be chatting with James. Looking forward to having a chat. What a spring. Uh, Ollie Murphy, who last night, we were, we were, we, well, yesterday, Mick Ablett said this, remember? Yeah, and there's a couple of, still a couple of really good options on the board. Ollie Murphy's a key defender at 200 centimetres out of the Sandringham Dragons. He's got to be an option there, ranked as high as 13 in some phantom drafts. Well, he didn't go to the Eagles with their first pick. No. He went to Fremantle with pick 41. And this is where, this is rough. I've just got some things written down in front of me here, guys. This is the stuff that we love hearing today and tomorrow. Can't believe he was still available. Many considered a first-round selection. Bargain. We got everyone we wanted. It's <laughs> all happening that. today. Ollie Murphy joins us after seven. He was o'clock. a bargain at forty-one. You know, let me tell you, the Fremantle Dockers I couldn't believe he was still there. Stephen Farrow is going to join us now. I'm led to believe Stephen Farrow is the uh, tournament director of the United Cup. You know that Novak Djokovic is coming to town. Yeah, a few others. Jeez. Oh yeah, big uh, list. Yeah, Sitsipas is coming yeah. and um, Medvedev. Zverev. Zverev. That's yeah. right. And uh, Svontek, who's Svontek, who's the best in the business in in the women's side. Uh, I'll just say this. That I'm Fritzy. Oh. Fritzy. I thought he said John Fitzgerald's coming. Fitzy's coming. <laughs> His best day. Yeah, no, we've, we're, we're not happy with our character up. We're going if we back. call, do, when Taylor Fritz comes, do we call him Poloni when he comes to Perth? <sighs> Thank you. Thank you for those who don't know. Anyway. Adelaide, I think. Devon. Yeah. <laughs> you grow up with Poloni sandwiches. Oh, I still do. Yeah, what? I love Poloni. So, and Tommy sauce. Yeah. White bread. White bread. <laughs> Lots of sauce where it seeps out the bottom of it and dribbles down your arm. Butter as well, on yeah, that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. It's just got heart attack written all over Staple. it. No, it doesn't. It's got... But I have done something with the Peloni. So I buy the Peloni. It's ready cut one. It's the big one. You'll not buy the... Peloni. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with that? 
So the round pieces are Pelone. I know times are tough, but yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. What, do you reckon Ham looks down their nose at Pelone? Absolutely. Absolutely. Ham goes, Okay, so what are you even doing in my fridge? <laughs> so, Get out. So, so when you go to a, a, a shop that smells, sm- smell, sells small goods, yes. get her out, Tim, uh, what's the order? Give me the order oh. of. Uh, give me your top five in order of the way they look down on each other. I think the Where's double. Bologna? I think the double smoked gypsy ham is probably the king. See, anything smoked like that is just. Uh, just what is wrong with you? You're you, such you, a basic human being when it comes to a lot of things. Yeah, aren't you? I am. So clever in so many things, but then life just a real basic. What do you individual. have to spoil it? Ham is ham. Eat it as ham. <laughs> you don't need it to be tasting like something. So yeah. like people say, have prawns. Oh, they've got to be garlic prawns. Why? If I want to have garlic, <laughs> I can go sit and have a clove of garlic. If I want to have prawns, what, have prawns. What's your man? That's ridiculous. No, it's not. You can add things to things and make them better. You can, but what? I, I mean, back. I don't eat seafood, but I'd imagine the garlic prawns would be better than prawns. No. 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 But what do you use? Do you have a cocktail sauce on it? <laughs> on yeah, your someone living in the eighties. <laughs> well, it's always they come in a little silver cup, yes, with a little lettuce yeah, on the side. Nana will rip the blood <laughs> wrap off it. <laughs> Everyone seems to always dip their prawns in the cocktail sauce. Yeah. <laughs> What's cocktail sauce? It's just tomato and mayonnaise, no? Yeah, I think yeah, there might be something a little little spice in there as well. Is there really? There we are. I mean, we certainly didn't have. Um, well, well, I don't know because I didn't eat it. But where's suppressor sit? Over with the polony, I'd imagine. No suppressor. Yeah, suppressor's like a salami. Like oh, a... I don't know. That's right. Well, that's right up there in the upper echelon. Well, Sorry, okay. suppressor. So, yeah, upper so, echelon. So line me that line line me up the five. Well, you, you so you've got your double smoked. Oh, your double smoked gypsy ham. Be up there. Champagne leg ham. Oh, rubbish. <laughs> that, that is just mutton dressed up as ham. Yeah. <laughs> 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 They'd have to be, you have to have, you can't go past a really nice, um, like, seasoned porchetta. Porchetta? Porchetta? Porchetta. He did the pork, the rolled pork with the... um, The rolled pork. Yeah, with seasoned and that. It was spectacular. So roast pork. Beautiful. You've got to throw that in there. And that frowns on Poloni and Devon and Straz or whatever else everyone else calls them. They probably deserve their own fridge. You know what? Don't even put them in the fridge. There's that much crap in them. They're not going off. Yeah. Okay. What's and the, then you put your hot salamis in there too. The Hunga- sure. Oh, yeah. Hungarian hot salami. I love oh, Hungarian hot yeah. salami. I, I, I love – yeah, I get that. The stuff where you can actually see the chilli on the outside. Well, here's the stuff. I, here's the sense I didn't think I'd ever say too. I really like Jonesy sausage. Yeah. <laughs> it was spectacular. Wow. Mel brought it in. It was beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Right, don't go now. I never thought I'd say. No. Uh, so, but see, okay, let's. I, I, I want to take you back to. Um, so, Roy says, which coffee shop in South Yarra can I not? Make? It was called um, Delirium, Roy, and it's no longer there. But when I was living in Melbourne, ninety four, ninety five, I got the, I got Norm, who ran the Delirium Cafe, which was next was next to Country Road, the corner of South uh, Chapel Street and Turak Road. Yeah, the Yellow Shop Delirium. Used to, oh, the lunches were. Unbelievable, and I kept the kids in private school. That's how much money I spent on delirium. <laughs> Love it. Don't mention delirium. Nice cheap area too. Mortadella with olives. Oh no, 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 wrong. Where does prosciutto wrong. rank? Well, see, prosciutto is a, is an interesting one. Prosciutto has to be a top quality prosciutto. 
If you get the cheap stuff, chewy, yucky, and you, it's no good. So says the man who likes champagne ham. No, oh, well, you didn't have that. No worries. It's, you know, when you're on a budget, to <laughs> the champagne ones down the bottom of the ham range, I'd imagine. So, back to Poloni. <laughs> so Poloni I get, mm-hmm. I must admit, so I'm, I've, I've been getting it lately and I sort of, what I do is I don't get them to, you know, slice it off the, you know, it comes in the red plastic. It's a big, long thing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Put it on the silver machines. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You actually hear the machine work no. harder. Yeah. It works harder to get through that than anything else. Well, it's interesting because I I buy, I just say, <laughs> I'll have that clump there and I just put the gloves on and just get whatever's there, right? Mm. And and Brady eats it, I eat it, Lola, yeah. We I think it, oh no, no, I think Lola turns her nose up at play. Yeah, yep. Just me and Brady, but but I've noticed it's not as firm. It's a little bit. No, oh, don't say that word. <laughs> don't say that word. It's a bit pasty or oh, moist. Yeah. You know, oh, there it is. <laughs> you know, like it's a little bit. <laughs> you, if you ran your fingers through it, just sort of breaking your hands, if, off, dry putty, polonium. <laughs> It's not like it used yeah, to but, be. Yeah, but you keep buying it. If, I love it. If, if, if they put a list of ingredients in on, on the poloni, say if they put it in a bag and put a list oh, yeah, of ingredients yeah, on it, would whatever. you still eat it? I would, I yeah. Oh, mate, would you eat anything if you put the list of ingredients and really dissected it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course <laughs> Have I would. you seen what's in a pie, mate? Would you like to go down that oh, line? Oh, no, no. <laughs> or a sausage roll? Oh, don't, don't, don't do that. Sausage rolls are the, the greatest pastry there is. Sausage rolls... <laughs> Above pies all day, every day. No. <laughs> good it's sausage roll. It's meat, mate. It's, it's, it's not. It's all you know fine what, ingredients You know what from it the is? best part of <laughs> eight animals. You know what it is at the end? It's when they've made the pies. They go, oh, what are we going to do with that? Ah, <laughs> sausage roll. No, wait, mate. Next, next thing you're going to tell me is that a Chico roll's not full of nutrients. I, down at the Collie Trots, uh, Collie, Wagen, I wanted a Chico roll, and they had a Chico roll bag there. And I went, I'll have a Chico roll. And they went to the Bay Marie, right, <laughs> and they put it in it, and I thought, that's not a Chico roll. You know how Chico roll's got that sandpaper outside? Yeah. You know, and it's got the, the, the oh, overcooked. Oh, they put a spring roll in there, you know, yeah, the big, big spring you. roll. The big spring roll. Which I don't hate, but it is like it is like eating a, a bag of oil. <laughs> and Bronnie and I were trying to work out what's the, what that thing was called. I said, I'm sure it's, it's called. big spring roll. Spring, she goes, no, they're not that big. And I said, no, yeah. there's the mini spring roll, the but this is ones. the Big spring roll. Yeah, it's the, it's the Bay Marie Roadhouse yes. spring roll. But it was actually really nice, but it was oh, no Chico roll. Can't wait to hit the road. Balcony day. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rate the Chico Are rolls. Are you driving? Yeah. Oh. We're going to road trip. Are you driving? Road trip. I'm driving to Kangaroo Island, which is tough. <laughs> it's an island. We're driving there, bang. Yeah, absolutely. How uh, many, oh, you've got substantial holidays, have you? We... No, I'll drop pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So anyway. Where'd we go there? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we we've from, just been 10 minutes on Poloni. <laughs> we went from lowest vomiting to Poloni. <laughs> oh, same, same. <laughs> Is the toilet safe? I do need to uh, go. Right? Oh, Is the toilet oh, safe oh, to go no. in? No, it's, it's a, a rancid thing to talk about. Anyway, I'm not sorry. <laughs> anyway, can't believe you're still available. <laughs> Enough now. We got everyone we want. Enough. Yeah, that is no good. James McDonald, not too far away from joining us. He's coming to ride Zaki. Ollie Murphy's going to join us. He's the newbie coming to the Fremantle Football Club. They finally got involved in the draft. Oh, Mick Ablett touted. Uh, Yeah, Mickey Abbott. And Stephen Farrow, who's the tournament director of the United Cup, which is in Perth. Will you go to that? Uh, 
If the trophy's any good, we go. It's all about the trophy. I love the trophy. I love it. I'm a, I'm a trophy type of guy. Anyway. <laughs> you got any room left on your medal, please? <laughs> I'll just have to shift the night for Ada. Uh, <laughs> the frame ball. Is it in a little, the ball, is it in a little claw on no, a little I, piece no. of wood? You know what it, yeah, <laughs> no, you know, I didn't have it. It's got a big bowling. It's got, you know, the big bat. It's got, it's got, it's got yeah. a bat. Yeah. No, I've got it all. Hey, this is what Clay Hall said to us uh, when he was in the studio a couple of weeks ago before the draft. Could you end up at West Coast? Uh, potentially. I think at this point in time, could end up at any club, really, yep. with the, the range that I sort of have. You know, as I said, Curdo probably only got three or four clubs he could go to. I think mine sort of spread out to a lot more than that. So I think it's definitely potential to end up there, but it's almost potential to end up at pretty much any other club. All right, that's where he ended up, West Coast, at pick number 38. Last night in the draft from the West Australians and the boys that we spoke to over the journey, Mitch Edwards went 32 to Geelong. Geelong man. Clay Hall went to West Coast at pick number 38. Joe Fonte from Claremont. He was a bit of a a dark horse, but he had a good 18s. He's gone to GWS Giants. Zane Zakostelsky, our boy, he went to the Brisbane Lions, Mm. pick 51. Good club. Uh, 63, Lawson Humphreys, a bit of a surprise. He went from Swan Districts. He also went to Geelong. But this is the one we were happy about. At pick number 55, to the dogs. Aidan O'Driscoll. Yeah. The little boy from Northern. Father-in-law's happy, one of his. Yeah. One of oh, his picks okay. for the doggies, yeah. Right. So uh, he's happy. Hope he all goes well for Aiden. They got a, uh, they've got a fun little bloke coming their way. And the rookie draft is today. So a lot of the boys that we spoke to over the last couple of days still could very much be picked yeah. up and topped up on the AFL list. So we wish them well. It is not over for all of those. Let's get a breakaway and come back. On this day, not too far away, James McDonald. We're going to be talking to a young Ollie Murphy, the new Fremantle Lockers recruit, and Stephen Farrow in the studio as well. This is Scotty and Goss. A warm day, if I haven't told you already. It's going to be 39 degrees. WA's Novated Leasing Specialist can save you thousands on your dream car. Fleetnetwork.com.au Right around Western Australia on SEN. It's Scotty and Goss for breakfast with Scott Cummings and Tim Gossage. Birthdays, events and some of the great moments in history. It's on this day. Thanks to Bow and Day because the little things are everything. And today we celebrate birthdays on a Wednesday, what the day 22nd is it? of November. Is it a day? Is it any sort of day? Uh, I would think it's – no, it's not. It's just a blank. Really? It's just come in and uh, get through the day. It's not and world something day? No, no. It, oh, what I will say indeed. to you, it's going to be world 39 degrees in Perth. Oh, stop it, please. Now, I, look – Don't go outside right now. You'll, you'll boil. 24.1 at the moment. I'd get out now before it's too late. Now, just judging by the quick look of the rundown in regards to on this day, which I have in front of me uh, – when you go down the first column, don't know him, don't know him, don't know him, don't... Oh, I heard of her and don't know... Don't, heard of her. Yeah, it's not a great day, so we better scoot through this. 80 today, Billie Jean King. It's out. And there's and the championship for Billie Jean. King. So in this All-American final, Billie Jean comes through after... I never really warmed to Billie Jean King, but she's a legend. So, but I, I, it just wasn't for me. Uh, that day she beat Chris Everett. But, but happy birthday. <laughs> 1973. The great Gary Dempsey, 75. Oh, wow. Footers Grey, North Melbourne. He won the Brownlow in 75. In 75, Brownlow medal to Gary Dempsey. Big man. 
I'm sure Gary Dempsey was burnt, burnt in a fire. I am sure. If I go back over history, can we Google Gary Dempsey burnt in a fire, please? <laughs> Don't laugh. What I'm, a I'm, beautiful thing to Google. I'm pretty sure he was caught in a fire or an accident of some description. He's a bloody legend. He certainly is. He's a big unit too. Hey, Tina Weymouth is 73. I had no idea she was the bass guitarist in Talking Heads. It was Mm. a girl in in the band. Her husband, Chris, was the drummer. There you go. I did not know this. You learn something every day. Tina Weymouth from Talking Heads. Uh, I don't care that it's Robbie Slater's birthday today, to be honest. 59, but I'll mention it. Boris Becker's 56. That's it. Becker is the new champion. Uh, is he 16 or 17 when he won Wimbledon? Uh, I'd say 17. 17. That was when he won uh, the Aussie Open over Ivan Lendl in 1991. Mm. He coached went, Novak, of course. Went downhill a little bit, <laughs> Boris. <laughs> Things didn't quite work out for him. Yeah. He, he, he made some poor life decisions. He was in the clink one there. Yeah, he was in the closet, uh, but which, which is what caused a bit of a problem. And he was in a cupboard somewhere with somebody that he shouldn't have been in there with. Yeah, it's always a very sort of Sounds thing. awkward to me. Yeah. Gary Dempsey almost lost his life in the Lara bushfires of 69, spending seven weeks in hospital. Jeez. Mm. Okay, there you go. What sort of memory have you got? <laughs> There you go. Thank you. I'm the king. Uh, well, not far off it. Uh, also on this day, Olympic Games in Melbourne. Um, what year was this? I think it was 56. The Duke of Edinburgh was about to officially open the Games. Melbourne, celebrating the 16th Olympiad of the modern era. The flag bearer, he's fainted. Was it emotion that made him drop like that? Believe it or not, it's the heat. It's scorching hot on this 22nd of November. See? Told you. So, you know, what happened, though? Because that bloke kept banging on about how hot it's going to be, and they got inside the guy's head. Bag bearer collapsed. (laughs) Collapsed on the day, November 22nd. You know, the diving pool for the 1956 Olympics, the diving pool is now the theatre editor at the Collingwood Football Club. Just sort of let you know. (laughs) That's where they go down to their meetings and that sort of stuff. That's the the most words I've heard from Prince Philip. Well, we're not hearing anything from him nowadays, but 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 I will say, thank you. I will say, he was a good man. He might have been a good man. He wasn't a good driver. <laughs> Didn't he roll his car? He might have caused some damage to somebody. <laughs> yeah, well, they they you needed that. Sadly, on this day in 1997, Wednesday, the 22nd of November, Michael Hutchins was found dead. Hmm. On this day for Bower and O'Day. Because you don't want to miss out on those little moments because the little things are everything. Time for a sports update today. Thanks to the OMF Australian owned and designed the original mattress factory. Big, big spring sale is on now. 60% off selected mattresses. And there'll be a lot of tossing and turning last night with the heat. But Chris Clifford is in the studio. Do- My God. <laughs> doing a wonderful job, Chris, out there because we've lost a soldier today. Yep. He's down. Yep. You've got an apprentice soldier with you. Yeah. Charlie. Charlie. Has he unfolded his arms at any stage this morning? 
Matt's not a boy. He's, you know, he's, going, you know, he's going places. Don't worry about that. Is he? Where's he going? Catherine didn't wave to me today, his mum. I thought I'd give her a wave to say thanks for dropping him off for a week and a half straight at 5 o'clock in the morning. Mm. Donuts. Nothing. Wanted, I think Bagels. she wanted to have the car park and back to Calamanda in a flash. Who's that creep waving at me? Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, I didn't think of it that way. <laughs> uh, the second round of the draft was completed last night. West Coast picked up Archer Reed, Clay Hall, and Harvey Johnston. If you have a look at socials, if you get a chance, Adam Simpson rings all the players to wish them well. Mm. Um, Archer Reed probably didn't know who he says. Oh, Simo here, and I don't think Archer had any had idea no who idea. he was talking to. <laughs> Oh, no. He gave nothing. He wasn't concentrating. He said, oh, yeah, do you know Harley? Uh, yeah, yeah. Who? Yeah. Harley, Greek. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And then Simo just handed the phone back. He's coming off the back marker straight yeah, away. Not good. The other no. guy, Harvey Johnson, it. loved him. Yeah. Clay wasn't well, – I think Clay was a bit – uh, blown away by the fact that he got drafted. Table. Yeah, you keep him. Yeah, you keep in mind that these guys are just their dreams have just been made for them, aren't they? They'd be very emotional. But what Archer Reed, first... you'd expect he openly yeah. enjoys the waffle. Yeah, <laughs> you've got <laughs> to laugh at the coach's jokes. Yeah, and the coach say good day. Get a chance to see it. It's also, coach just went. Really? It's also important to know who the coach is <laughs> so in case he FaceTimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Simo. Simo here. Simo here. Who are you? Yeah. yeah, g'day, mate. Yeah. Jamesy reckons... Yeah, mate, a bit busy. Straft night. <laughs> <laughs> Just got drafted. Just got drafted. Yeah, definitely um, an A-plus for Sam Power and the Western Bulldogs. Very, very happy, says Jonesy. The Hey Boys, any chance of teeing up an interview with Harry Garside, who's boxing? Oh. Uh, that a, no, no chance. Oh, Harry's a beauty. Yep. <laughs> I also liked it when Simo said to Argerine, you played with Harley, didn't you? Yeah, who? Yeah, he goes, Harley, <laughs> Harley Reid. We've also drafted him. Mm. You know, you'll get another chance, but it's very hard to make a... Can we, can we get that? Only get one chance to make a... Yeah, I'll find it. Yeah, I'll grab it. We'll play that before seven if anyone wants to. Have a listen to the conversation between Simo and Archer Reid, the, the pick, first pick last night. He, he didn't give him much. I just saw a vision of Harley Reid getting picked up on, obviously, the other night, and he's put the jumper on. He's walking down the hallway. He sticks his head in a room and goes, Go, Eagles! And it's the entire Eagles staff there. They just sit around, laugh and say, Go, mate. He walks out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he slept in the jumper. We didn't ask him that. Mm-hmm. He slept in his jumper uh, the first night. Weirdo. Uh, <laughs> it's too hot for that over here. Yeah, they didn't yeah, say what Betty slept in. Not going to like the weather. <laughs> Fremantle picked up Cooper Simpson, Ollie Murphy, who will be joining us a little bit later on, and uh, Jack Dalen as well. He was good. Yeah. He was shocked. Yeah. The video of him, Jack Deline, just sitting there, and they just went, Jack Deline, he just went, whoa, they just piled on. His mum's going, oh, his mum's his mum's reaction was priceless. It's so good seeing that footage, priceless. isn't it? It's a great reaction. Stuff. Love yeah. it. Uh, he looks a good, good player. Um, yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> Could be all right. Mate, apparently Riley Hardiman's seeking psychiatrist at North immediately <laughs> after being told he was the well you're yeah, that pumped you're the fifth player to be picked up at North Melbourne. What sort of person asks that special guy? Who does that? A journo uh, to yeah. get the reaction. <laughs> Shock jock. That's what I call him. Nine for eight, seven for one, seven for nine. <laughs> I could play. Uh, and <laughs> cricket. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but also kicked the winning goal in the Wembley D grade grand final. And stories I'm hearing out of Port Edland. Yeah. Strong. Like the bit where I walked away my first, my debut. (laughs) Coach forgot about me. (laughs) 
You know that story. Wow, oh. no, here we go. Here's a new one. <laughs> Another hijacking of the sports. I flew my then girlfriend up to Port Hedland to watch and make me make debut. No, Mount Newman Mining were our sponsor, Port Hedland Rovers, and I made my debut. And Johnny Brideson, who was the, he's the bank manager at the R and I. <laughs> Danny Laidley was up there with me when this all this unfolded. Danny was up there with the bank working with Tom yeah. Bryson. Anyway, I got picked. Jumper presentation, flew the bride up from Perth to watch me make my debut. Come five minutes before three quarter time, I still hadn't gone on. I don't know if interchange was in then. I stand corrected on that, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't. But if it was, he forgot about me and apparently turned around at about the five minute mark of the last quarter and said, You're on, and I had gone. <laughs> I left three quarter time. I hung my jumper up and I was home. You're a real lever, aren't you? Well, like forgot, you really mate. bugger off early on a lot of occasions. It was my debut, mate. You don't. We're ten goals in front. You put the kid on. You've flown the bride up from Perth to watch me make my league debut in Port Hedland. He didn't put me on. I wasn't going to go on. I was treated oh, disrespectfully. Mate, you, you're playing the wrong. You're one of those soccer players that gets taken off and takes their stewed off and storms off the pitch. On the Brad Cristiano Hardy. Oh, Brad Hardy style. <laughs> oh, I got dragged after having eight kicked on me. I'm not happy. At least he didn't hold a grudge. Yeah, the OMF Big Big Spring yeah, Sale. That under wraps for a while is on now. 60% <laughs> off selected mattresses. James McDonald is waiting for us. And after 7 o'clock, Ollie Murphy. Murphy, Fremantle Dockers recruit, will join us. And the biggest trophy in the world, we're led to believe, should be arriving soon. Stephen Farrow is going to join us. Not too sure how big the trophy is, but we're going to find out. I because the United Cup is coming. I had an ugly trophy. <laughs> this is Scott Ingles. James McDonald, the best jockey in the world, next. Romantic Warrior, Mr. Brightside. Still alligator blood. Mr. Brightside coming at it with Romantic Warrior. It's a photo finish. Mr. Brightside or Romantic Warrior. Yes, and it went Romantic Warrior with our next guest, James McDonald. Who'd you back, Goss? Uh, I'm always on J-Mac. And I'm a long way ahead, let me tell you. 20% winning record, 48% place record. He doesn't miss much, this man. And he's coming to Perth. Uh, of course, we're looking forward to it. The big meeting this weekend is railway stakes time, but it'll, the northerly stakes December 9 when James yeah. McDonald will be here to ride Zaki. James, appreciate your time. What a spring you've had so far. Yeah, morning, guys. Yeah, it's been, um, been a phenomenal spring, obviously. Uh, to get five group ones down in Melbourne, it was fantastic and... Um, yeah, it was, uh, it was a good time down there, that's for sure. Hey, mate, when you when you listen to that, and I know you've ridden many, many winners, Group 1 winners all around the world and the like, and we, we know your, your exploits, but that's that ride where you've got to get everything right, the timing of pushing a horse's head down on the line. And Mr Brightside was, I suppose he was the crowd favourite. He was the people's horse. Uh, the, the, Damien Oliver couldn't get a run behind you. you ha- it was incredible finish. Um, but, gee, you got the bob. Is that the perfect ride, the perfect win in a, in a race like the Cox Plate? Well, you'd have to say so, to be fair, because it was such a tight finish and it goes down to the smallest of margins. So... Um, you, you look back on it and you go, well, where did, where did we actually win the race? What part of the race did you did we do the right things? Did we do the wrong things? And um, yeah, I, I could safely say that everything went to plan, that how we thought it would, and um, and we executed the gallop beautifully. He was just he was just a he's just a very good horse, and I, I know it was a close finish, and he was um, he, he, we got the luck of the bob, but. And saying that he was a he was he's a superstar horse, and mm. then come over from Hong Kong and in really good form, and hopefully he can carry it on. Nothing you do is luck, mate. You're a bona fide superstar. There's no doubt about that. But the world, you know, we don't have any jockeys on, and not mention D. Oliver, um, a mate of ours here. It was his farewell over the entire spring carnival. 
you really are you not mates with Ollie because you really put paid to him a couple of times and uh, you, you, there was no fairy tale left for us because you kept winning everything. No, well, Ollie's had he's had he's the goat for a reason. He's won more races than anyone. What four four Caulfield Cups, three Melbourne Cups, how many Cox plates? God knows, but he's, he's the greatest for sure. And um, yeah, it's going to be really sad to see him go because he's he's still riding so so competitively. And um, it's been an absolute pleasure to be riding with him for the last ten years. And it, as a kid growing up, we uh, you watch we watch media puzzle on the couch in New Zealand, mm. and, um, and 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 in awe of what he could do on a horse. And um, yeah, it's, um, I'm I'm glad he's had this like fitting farewell for him because he's. He truly deserved it, and he's a—he's going to be the great, greatest of our sport, that's for sure, in the jockey ranks. He's just a top man. I need this to be over because I'm sitting on the couch each weekend and every tribute package comes up, I find myself in tears. I, I need this farewell tour to be over, but hats off to you guys too. You know, All of, all of the jockeys in the room have paid their respects beautifully to, as you said, he is the GOAT, and the word gets thrown around far too easily, but he, he deserves the title. Oh, absolutely he does. Um, I don't think he... He'll be a jockey that replicates what he's done, especially in the saddle, and um, uh, just just those feats that he's done in Melbourne, um, the cups, the Cox plates in Melbourne cups. Like it was just phenomenal, really, and and longevity. Like he's, he's 52 years old and competing against blokes that are 24, it should be at the top of the game, he's still holding his own so well. Yeah, no doubt about that. If you were a Kiwi, you'd be as popular as him, James. Yeah, they say you're the next one. <laughs> we're, not, we're not sure we can really jump on board, though. <laughs> We've given on a half half Aussie now. You are. So you yeah, are, right. and rightfully so. And uh, oh, we'll, we'll adopt you too. We're, don't worry we're about that. Very good at claiming the New Zealanders, <laughs> yeah. the successful ones. Let me tell you right now. Hey, mate, it is Railway Stakes Day this Saturday. It's going to be piping hot. They're thinking of making it a twilight meeting. Thirty-eight degrees forecast. So. You're going to try and move it to the afternoon. You're not coming for this, but you are coming for Zaki in the Northerly Stakes. You've had great success with Zaki. You've been on Zaki, been off Zaki. Jamie Carr's been on. I think Damien Lane's been on Zaki. What a war horse. What an incredible war horse. And we're so thrilled that the horse is going to be racing here in the Northerly. You've had uh, a handful of rides in WA. I think you had a, ride, a win with your first ride here or in that in that meeting as well. You know Ascot, albeit very small. Um, are you excited about the prospect of getting back on Zaki over here in Perth? Yeah, 100%. I can't wait, actually. I think um, well, to ride Darkie full stop, so just a, he's just an out-and-right superstar. Again, like he's been competing at the highest level, Cox Plate, Champion Stakes. This is a high-caliber horse that's coming over for a great race. And, um, yeah, it's going to be really good to see a part of it. I, I think it was the race that came over for last year yeah. as well, to Cascadian, and um, hopefully we get a, a bit better result. But he's just, a, he's just the ideal horse. He loves travelling. He's been from Europe. Hong Kong, um, here to Australia, back to Brisbane. It doesn't really matter where he goes. He's a, he's a tried and true performer um, at travelling, and um, yeah, I think it's the perfect race for him. Eighteen hundred is the like sweet spot in his distance range. Um, he likes to roll up on speed, so that will suit him. And um, yeah, it's going to be. Uh, yeah, I'm very excited to be riding them in that race. Yeah, it's the uh, the pinnacles, and of course, it is the Group One Northerly Stakes, December nine at Ascot. Now. In the meantime, though, you do go to Hong Kong, which uh, you've got that short-term contract of riding in Hong Kong. You had to get permission to come out of there, to come back to WA, to ride in that race, and then go back to Hong Kong immediately. That's sort of way the contract's working. You must think the horse is a genuine 
chance to win because that's a big commitment to make and you have to seek permission from the Hong Kong Jockey Club and it's not easy, one, to get a contract there, but two, to get some wriggle room to come back. Yeah, it's obviously a little bit of a process, but the club have been unbelievable to us, Hong Kong Jockey Club, and um, executed by uh, Terry Bailey, who's been a big help, and um, to get that over the line was awesome. Um, Obviously, he's a... He's, he's going to start very short price favourite in the northerly states and he deserves to be that short. So it was a no-brainer for us. It, it would be great to um, obviously compete in Perth and I'm looking forward to it. So, yeah, it was the ideal scenario. Obviously, it's a, a little bit of a shorter trip than travelling from Hong Kong to Sydney and mm. vice versa. So um, hopefully it's a hop, skip and a jump and it all works out pretty well. But, um, yeah, obviously I wouldn't turn down a, a ride like Zaki, that's for sure, especially in a Group 1 race. We talk about the sacrifices that jockeys make and just the, the life you you have to lead to, to do the job that you, you love so much. You fly back from Hong Kong, uh, you ride Zaki, and the, is it the very next day you ride, you race back to, to race again in Hong Kong? Yeah, so we get, we get down on, uh, we ride um, in the in the that jockey series on Wednesday and then we jump on a plane on Thursday and uh, have a quiet day Friday and then rip into obviously the Northerly States Day on Sunday, uh, Saturday and then obviously we've got the the biggest meeting of them all is the international um, Hong Kong races up in, on Sunday so wow. we've got some um, good rides um, on the Sunday as well so um, yeah it's going to be an action packed weekend especially uh, <laughs> for myself in, in the riding ranks but um, yeah we're looking forward to it it's, it's a busy schedule but that's what we're we do it for, and hopefully we get a little bit of success on the way. Oh, James, I'm worried about Perth Airport and getting the flight out. <laughs> cancellations. Yeah, cancellations, James, and getting up there. Oh, dear. And how are you? How, how are you with uh, with feedback? Were you, was it Frosty we had on? Was it Damien Lowe we had on? And yeah. we said, I'll be, I'll be on a place uh, on North East Stakes they called The Deck, and uh, the jockeys and horses are, like, within... I could reach over and <laughs> grab you by the throat, mate. That's how how close you are as you walk past us. And I reckon around race five, race six, I'll probably get a little lippy, um, a little bit, um, you know, offering feedback. How are you with feedback, J-Mac? Oh, no, well, it is what it is. If you get, <laughs> if you get good feedback, you've got to take the bad, don't you? So, yeah. Uh, yeah, we can't help that. It's obviously funders have their opinion, and I, I suppose they can voice it if they want to, but... Whether it whether whether it goes in one ear and out the other. <laughs> yeah. no, I'm a, I'm a happy drunk mate. It'll be all over you, Jay Mac. It'll be that sort of stuff, mate. That's what it'll be. <laughs> hey mate, you world jockey, uh, best jockey in the world. Everyone thinks that that that's the case. When you go to Hong Kong, that's where you rub shoulders with Zach Purton and so many others who are, are great riders. And we know each and every week in Sydney, I think anyone can lay claim to being the best jockey in Australia. Same goes down in Melbourne. How I I mean, success lends itself to the fact is that you probably are riding great but you know what about your own form and your own mind you know are there days that you think you're just on top of the world and there are days when it's a bit of a struggle I'd love to know the psyche of a, a jockey of your ilk oh look I think it's um look we we, we love competing and we love whether it's on a Wednesday like today or in a carnival but there's no better days than obviously going traveling to a place um like at Melbourne for the Spring Carnival, Perth for the Northerly. It, it gives it, when you walk into a race course like that, it, it just pumps you up. You think you're six foot tall and bulletproof. But um, whether it's a midweek, it, we get all the same thrill out of it because it all means so much. Whether you're 
consistency is the biggest thing in, in racing, whether you're riding winner, because it's a results-driven industry, and um, everyone loves everyone loves winning. So um, yeah, as long as we're t- turning up, doing our best, and hopefully getting a little bit of success, well then it's, it's an easy it's an easy job for sure because. Um, yeah, nothing, nothing beats winning. You talk about the you know, midweek. You've got a very, you've got a seven race program at Warwick Farm today. Gee, the fields are skinny. Some races have only got three and four in the race. Uh, you've got a, a handy book of rides. Uh, you're envisaging a, a, a number of winners today. Yeah, hopefully, um, nice enough, even sort of book. And like you said, smallish fields, so anything can happen, really. Um, but yeah, uh, my first two rides look pretty well placed on paper, and. Um, yeah, so we hopefully we can knock one or two or three off. That'd be lovely. <laughs> How many times you been over here, James? And, and what do you know about some of the local jockeys here? We played um, in the the Jockeys Challenge Golf on on Monday, and uh, we had a lot of little fellows floating around. Let me tell you. But uh, what do you know about the boys over here? And and as I said, how many times you been here? Did any of the boys play off their true handicap? No, you like? know they didn't, mate. You know they <laughs> didn't, little bandits. <laughs> Little <laughs> tiny tipses cheating all the time. <laughs> uh, no, not 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 much to be fair. I've I've only travelled to Perth once um, in my life, so and um, that was this time last year. So um, yeah, it'd be it'd be lovely to get over for a, a little bit of a longer distance than the one day. I caught caught the red eye out, which was the worst. Oh yuck! Life and um, yeah, it was torture coming back. But um, yeah, hopefully over over due course, I might be able to get over there and and have a look around for a week but it won't be this trip anyway but it's like from what i seen from last time it was beautiful so i'd love to get over for a bit longer well the mallion family of course you better half uh andrew and jordan have ridden over here the mallion so there's some sort of uh, family connection to wa <laughs> yeah i think they did back in the day that's for sure but they try and tell me how to ride the tracks and everything. I said, you just stick to your own backyard. <laughs> <laughs> You're done. <laughs> hey, mate, last one for you. Fatherhood, does, has it changed anything in regards to riding and, and you know, good day at the office, bad day at the office, getting home and that type of stuff? Yeah, it's, it's good. It's, um, she, she was one on, on Melbourne Cup Day this year, so she's growing up really quickly and she's a, just a ball of energy. But um, everything's going really well there. They're obviously excited to get up to Hong Kong. Um, we, we're going to have Christmas there, and um, so that will be a bit of an eye opener. And um, and and I suppose Evie can enjoy her first Christmas in, in Hong Kong. Yeah, brilliant. Hey, mate, we can't wait. Can't wait to see you in Perth for the Northerly Stakes. Would that be it? Is that that's just the one-off down ride, Zaki? Get out of there as quick as possible. Yeah, well, the club have only released me for that one particular sure. day, so um, yeah, it'll be. Um, they they actually have a policy if it's not a Group One race, it's a they. They don't tend to um, grant it, but um, yeah, because it's such an important, um, prestigious race, you, you get permission, which is very nice of them. Hit and run. Good on you. Appreciate your time today. All the very best at uh, Warwick Farm and uh, mm, safe travels. We'll see you over here on December 9. Thanks, mate. Look forward to it. Cheers, guys. There he is, James McDonald. Best in the business. Best in the world. You can. Um, mm. you can I'll see you, Oliver, and raise your James McDonald. Don't talk to me. This is Scotty and Goss. Pick 41. Fremantle have selected Ollie Murphy from the Sandringham Dragons and the East Brighton Vampires Junior Football Club. First pick in the draft for the Fremantle Football Club and they had to wait till night two, but they got a young man who, as we heard from Mick Ablett yesterday, he's, yeah. well, he actually said this. Have a listen to what Mick Ablett said about 
the second night of draft prospects. Yeah, there's a couple of still a couple of really good options on the board. Ollie Murphy's a key defender at 200 centimetres out of the Sandringham Dragons. He's got to be an option there, ranked as high as. 13 in some phantom drafts. Yeah, and 41, he went to Fremantle. Hey, Ollie, congratulations. You're on an AFL list. Yeah, it's awesome. I can't believe it. <laughs> How did you sleep? A lot, we've, we're hearing a lot of stories where uh, draftees slept in club jumpers and uh, and the like. Uh, tell me you didn't wear a Dockers jumper to yeah. bed last night. No, I didn't. Um, I had to race to my girlfriend's uh, uh, birthday um party so I didn't get actually the gear last night I sort of um, got it all early this morning so um, didn't sleep in it last night no but yeah <laughs> the sleep is pretty pretty hectic no, I'm on an AFL club list yeah, yeah. It, it's it's really cool mate but I tell you you would have stolen the girlfriend's thunder last night when you lobbed in, in at the party well, as, the no, new, I, as the new draftee yeah I tried not to I tried just to divert everyone away um, yeah it was sort of her night but yeah sorry to her <laughs> <laughs> Uh, now, now, Ollie, stra- we'll go straight personal straight away. So you come across to, oh, uh, yeah. and you're only a young man, you're oh, going to no. come across to play for Fremantle. Uh, the birthday girl, yeah. does she get sort of left? Does she get a gig? Uh-huh. Or does she get a gig or what's the story? Um, oh, probably not um, straight away. Um, I've sort of been talking with a, with a few people and, and Fremantle, they sort of advise, like, not straight away. Like, she also has a has a life too, so um, she'll... She'll probably stay here, but um, I'll be visiting, coming back, and um, so yeah. Of course, you you weren't Fremantle's first pick. You were Fremantle's second pick at forty-one. They took Cooper Simpson at thirty-five. Yeah. Of course, you were Vic Metro. He was Vic Country. But all of a sudden, you sort of form relationships, don't you? Have you had any contact with Cooper in regards to uh, now being on a Fremantle Dockers list? Yeah, I mean, we've been exchanging text, and um, we work at the same, well, well, under the same management, and we work at we train at the same gym, so. That relationship has always been has always been there. So yeah, it's it's pretty cool that I get to go up to Freo with, uh, with him. Hey, I've been watching some highlights, and I uh, tell you what, for two hundred centimetre unit, you move well. Your uh, agility okay. and uh, and running capacity around the ground is a, is a huge strength. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've always um, uh, yeah, I've always done running my whole life. Not as in like athletics or anything. I've just I've just run with dad or whatever. So endurance is sort of always been my thing and. Um, I thought this is the I like to pride myself on as well. You met the coach this morning. Uh, first impressions. I mean, this this could determine whether you play round one or not. But first impressions <laughs> yeah. of uh, of J Lo and your and your thoughts on Fremantle, mate. Yeah, well, he's, he's really tall. First of all, um, <laughs> I think he's, I think he's almost actually got me covered. Um, but no, awesome bloke. So he was so welcoming, um, so nice, and uh, yeah, hopefully he, he thought the same of me. Um, but yeah, just to yeah see the three battle faces uh, this morning was, was pretty cool um, for him to come to my house. Does, it, does that reassure you a bit? Because, you know, as a guy, um, it was, you know, reverse for me long, long, long time ago. But when you, you're a Victorian boy who's now going to move to the other side of the country, and, and that's daunting for for one thing. But when you meet everyone and you meet the coach and you and you meet the uh, the Frio staff, is that is that the is that reassuring to you? Yeah, it is. It is sort of reassuring. That were, um, that we're going over. Um, all the all the factors that there is um, to help me with the move across the country. So, um, 
no, I'm, I'm, I'm in good hands with Fremantle, and um, they'll take good care of me when I, when I move over. Ollie Murphy, our guest, uh, taking pick 41 in the draft by the Fremantle Football Club. Now, Ollie, just, just tell us a bit about uh, sitting through the first night. And we saw a couple of surprises, and there was obviously trades, and there were father-sons, and there were deals done. It was a long night. How did you go watching yeah. that? And 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 a, a, an honest response: Were you disappointed you didn't go first night, or was there not any great expectation? Uh, no, I sort of knew that um, I wasn't. I, I I mean, I knew I, there was a hope that I was going to go the first night, but um, uh, the expectation was that I was sort of prepared that I was going to go the second night. So um, it was a bit of disappointment, but um, I, I was sort of prepared for it. So it doesn't it didn't really phase me. Yeah, it doesn't phase you now because you're on a list. But when you go back over, yeah. it, do you sit there and sit there and go, oh, you know, where could I end up now? Well, I was disappointed mm-hmm. I didn't go there. He shouldn't have been picked. He's no good. <laughs> I'd love yeah. to know what your psyche is. And go, I'm oh, better than him. I'm better than him. I played on him. I kicked six on him. Yeah, um, yeah no, it, um, it, the club's always up in the air with who they're going to pick. So it wasn't really like um, I knew I was a strong chance to go anywhere on the first night. And um, it was sort of the same feeling going into the first night and the second night. So um, feelings were the same. But um, no, I'm, I'm also just really happy for the boys who went. Um, in the first round as well, and the picks before and after me because I played with a lot of them, and yeah, some of my good mates. Yeah, what do you know about Perth? Um, if I'm being honest with you, not much. Um, I haven't I haven't been up there, so it's going to be a shock to the system. But I've I know it's good weather. Well, well, we got a text from one of our. Uh... One of our listeners, and Goss is really big on the weather. Uh, I'll even just let me tell you. Hey, Goss, tell him how hot it is. Uh, today, it's 39. Tomorrow, 40. Going to be 38, yeah, 38. I've heard, yeah. yeah, I've heard, I've heard about this, this weather. Yeah. I'm at 40 on Thursday. Yeah. Are you a beachy type one, of guy? One thing you will do in Perth during pre-season is town up, mate. Yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm excited for that. Um, yeah, no, I, I like the beach. I'm sure I'll be spending time down there. Yeah, yeah. Certainly. Well, not too much time because you're a professional footballer now, so no time to, <laughs> no time, no time to chillax. Mate, uh, yeah. where did Fremantle sit in the preparation for getting onto a list? Where did, If you were to stack them up alongside other clubs you'd spoken to at, at, uh, at, uh, at, you know, in the, in the build-up and combines and the like, where did you, did you genuinely think Fremantle was on your radar? Um, yeah, I, I think... A one clubs up um, on my radar. Um, Freya wasn't like the highest one, um, but I, I think going into the second night, um, after I had a few uh, phone calls or whatever and, and chats, um, I sort of knew that there was a strong chance. So um, going into the second night, I knew they were on the radar. But um, prior to all this and this whole draft night, they weren't like the highest. Wolsey is uh, Dave Walls, a, a great man. Has uh, compared you to Alex Pierce uh, in his draft year. It's gonna be awkward when you replace him. <laughs> oh no, I'm not. I'm not looking to do any of that so uh. far. So, yeah, <laughs> he's answered well. He hasn't got. He hasn't got the skipper offside straight away. That's for sure. <laughs> hey, a mad Saints man, they tell me. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I was Saints supporter since I was, I was very young. Mm. Oh well. Oh, well, that dream's over. And yeah. uh, now you can get into, yeah, can get into winning. That changes. Yeah. So, so what's your expectation, mate? When do you, you know, pack up and get across here? What, what, what's the process for you? Um, I think the, the flight, I think I should be coming over on Friday or Saturday, um, one of those two. So, yeah, pretty, pretty soon. Um, yeah, so pack up here, get packed um, Friday or Saturday, and then um, get into training on Monday, I think.
Yeah. I'd come I'd come Saturday, mate, because Harley Reid's flying in Friday and you won't get any attention whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. All right, so I'd come Saturday nice. just to get yeah. you a bit of a bit of a bit of Ollie time. A bit of man's yeah. <laughs> uh, very good. Uh, mate, congratulations. Uh, it's a thrill for so many young men. We saw that last night. And I'm sure there's some players that haven't been drafted yet, but there it is rookie day today, so there's gonna be some uh, lifelines put out to a lot of hopefuls. I'm sure you're keeping yeah. an eye on some of your teammates, some of your besties who are still trying to get onto a list today. Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited for um, <clears throat> all that to happen because I know um, I'm sure a few of mates will get, we get picked up in the rookie. Can I, I'll just ask you there, with the, with the rookies, it's changed a hell of a lot now. When you get picked up as a rookie, it absolutely doesn't uh, determine whether you play AFL football or not. You get picked up as a rookie and you can play every game. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the, I think it's equal opportunity. Um, I'm not really sure how that all works. Maybe on like the rookie list and it I mean, you're asking the wrong person without all that works. Um, but yeah, no, you still get equal opportunity to play AFL. Congratulations. Thanks for joining us. We look forward to seeing AFL you player. do your thing. You're an AFL player guaranteed for the next three years, mate. Look, you're not going to be Thank one of those you. we're not going to be one of those kids that come across here and say, oh, I need to go home to mum and dad. I know you're probably a family <laughs> boy, but you're not going to get homesick and do all that sort of stuff, are you? No, I don't know. I'll see how I go, but I think I should be fine. Good man. All right. You'll be fine, mate. It's good good luck. We'll look after you, yeah. mate. We'll cuddle. We'll give you a cuddle when you need one, Ollie. Thanks, mate. <laughs> Cheers, boys. Good on you. There's Thank Ollie you. Murphy joining us from Dockers. He was taking uh, their second pick. I said so. I introduced him as their first pick. But second pick, of course, taken number 4135 was Cooper Simpson. Temporary bedshed text. Carlos in Pemberton. G'day, Carlos. Thanks for your company. Do you reckon Duff is right? Because Duff penned an article on Code Sport and said the Basically inferred that the draft is compromised with the Academy and the Victorian bias. Love to hear your thoughts. Um, well, I don't know about the Victorian bias thing. I haven't delved into that, but you've got an issue with the Academies. Oh, the Academies is just wrong. Yeah, it's not Victorian bias because Victorian clubs, I don't think, benefit that much from Academies. It's, and GWS and Gold Coast are the ones that have cashed in on Academies. They get ac- direct access to those players straight away. We're in WA here. You've got to wait to pick 40 mm. before you can get a... a an unhindered crack at your academy player. Mm. That that's blatantly not fair. I'm not sure how the draft is compromised. Um, the, the overall draft is not compromised, but the, with the academy selections and the way they work, then absolutely it is. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if I wonder if uh, again I did, I haven't read uh, Duff's article, but a bit a bit going on. But I interested oh, you've to know. You've been listing properties left, well, right, and centre. I've got a few in the, in the pipeline. I wish Paul Cristani would read his text. Though. He hasn't read his text. Anyway, Does he do look, that? Could you look at your phone? Yeah, he can look at his phone. Uh, feel it. Uh, now, can I mention to you, um, uh, North Melbourne, there, there's a big bias there. North Melbourne receives some walk-ups all the way through that. I've uh, been absolutely gifted. Yeah. Which, but, but in for saying failings, that too. That, for their failings. For their failings. But this is why I was disappointed that West Coast didn't put their hand up and say, I don't, whether it's pride or we got ourselves into this mess, we'll get ourselves out. Mm. That's all well and good. But mm. if there's an offer, if there's something there that's going to help you do it quicker, why wouldn't you do it? Put your ego aside and say, no, no, we'll, if, you know, one club's going to be handed so much, which North Melbourne constantly mm. is. Yep. Why wouldn't another club say, well, hang on, our turn as well? So um, it would have been really interesting. Oh, I would have loved to have seen what would have happened if West Coast said, hey, we need some help. So this is the uh, conversation. It's a good call you make. This is the conversation. So Adam Simpson spoke to, like all the coaches, they spoke to the draftees. And last night, the West Coast Eagles' first pick was 
Archer Reed. And Simo picked up the phone oh, brilliant. and called him. If you ever want to hear a young man who doesn't know who he's actually talking to, and oh, Simo no. certainly didn't push the case, he just oh, went no. with it. Um, have a listen. <laughs> hey, mate, it's Simo. How are you feeling, mate? Oh, yeah, great. I saw you on TV. I saw your mates in the background. Um, pretty pumped. And just tape it off here. Yeah. So, so you hear him in the background. Dad, who was that? Yeah. He had no idea. <laughs> if you look at the visuals too, she made his hands the phone back to Drew Petrie, who's head of welfare, and hands the phone back like. <laughs> you, you hear the others, and they're all across it. Let's not pen in Archer Reed for round one. <laughs> He's uh, going from a long uh, way back. Morning, Scotty Angos. John says, will our favourite little Mexican get rookie drafted mm, today? Cohen Sanchez. Yeah, we think so. Be a chance. He's done everything he needs to have uh, needs to have done, I guess, ticked every box. Cohen Livingston was the tall boy we had in. Cohen was a Perth. big man, the 200-centimetre boy. And and little fella. We had Milan, who says he's 180, but we think he's 173. <laughs> he's he, you know desperate to play footy at the highest level as well. So hopefully these guys do get their chance for sure, and um, we'll look forward to seeing what happens. Today. Yeah, very much so. Hey, um, uh, thanks to everyone who's texted in. Uh, now, Noddy has texted in, only, and this is Noddy's view on the draft and the way it's uh, a little bit compromised. Only bottom four clubs should have bid access to Academy NGA players or Academy players are available to everyone if they're a first-round draft pick, says Noddy. West Coast would have ta- – I think West Coast would have taken Lance Collard. Oh, absolutely. And, they, and, and, and I just think Ross Lyon – it's got Ross Lyons' prints all over it. I reckon taking him two picks before West Coast. Oh, <laughs> mate, I, I think Lance Collard got picked up because he's going to be a really – well, hopefully going to be a really good player. He's got the potential to be a really, really good player. Flight Centre's Big Red Sale is on now with limited time offers on flights, cruises, holidays and tours. Book now to save big. That can't work, though, with Noddy. What you're saying there, that can't work because you've got these clubs who put all their time into their academy players and they – then they've got the only bottom four clubs are allowed to access anyone's academy player. So what's the point of these academies? What I think it will do, and it, it can't – see, Lance Collard made his name by playing great footy for Subiaco in the yep. Colts system. You know, he was a, a magnificent goal, goal kicker. Everyone thought he was going to be a superstar. He you can just do things up. on a park that not many can do. Yeah, and he jumped up in the last month in particular that got him on the radar. Now, he was just – doing his thing, playing Subi Colts and, and playing and training at the NGA Academy at West Coast. What I do believe what it will do in the future, it may lend itself to academy players at other clubs that aren't Gold Coast and GWS mm. for shelving them. Well, and that and that's the issue, and that's it where become, it compromised. All the other clubs, all the other clubs that don't have academies and that sort of thing that don't have access to these don't players. have access to players, and so don't that, know how good they are. So that there means that the draft is that it's that it is half compromised. Correct, the, and so as far as the academies go. Correct, and if you say to West Coast, and I'm not, I'm not just I'm using them as example or Fremantle, 
hey, we are guaranteed we are taking you through the academy selection. We yeah. are going to take you. Take it to the bank. You go to your player manager. You go to and tell them, we are taking you. We don't want you to impress playing Colts footy. That's your, you, you're, you're in trying to ingrain in a player not to try. Yeah, because your oh, future's wow. okay. But see, this is what this is what I'm sort of saying. When it's such a uh, there's such a disparity in the fairness of the way the academies are run, that West Coast put a lot of effort into Lance Collard and others, and West Coast West Coast were trying to get a third academy uh, cat B rookie chosen with the two boys that are already on their list, and they were trying to get a third, which was hoping they were going to free up. At Collard, they couldn't get mm. it done in the end. So, look, there's a lot of water to go under the bridge. I know West Coast and Fremantle and other clubs would be working incredibly hard behind the scenes to try and fix that element yeah, of the draft. It's, it's something that probably hasn't been spoken enough, or hasn't there hasn't been enough outrage, I guess, from you know the WA clubs. I'm sure South Australian clubs are the same too. They don't have the access that, or the the equality that. The expansion clubs do in GWS and Gold Coast. So it'd be interesting to speak to CEOs or, or footy managers on that, how much work has been done to the AFL no and how much you know, dialogue there is to say, hey, this is just not fair. Not as much outrage right now because there is a lot of those GWS players that have gone who have left. Yeah, now the clubs keep poaching them. Now all of a sudden they're starting to have a bit of success. People, it's a bit of a destination club. And all of a sudden you have a look at Gold Coast. Now Damien Harwick's arrived. Have a look at Gold Coast with all this, this crop that they've just got. All of a sudden Gold Coast could storm into contention in the next two years, mm. three years, based on these academy picks. Watch the out, outrage. Cue the outrage for clubs saying, hang on. Yeah. You've loaded this up. This is all set up for you. You've to got them right now. You've got them right now. Let's knock let's, it off. Let's go back to being just a part of the competition. Well, similar back to when Sydney were flying in those mid two thousands with the cola, with the cost yep. of living allowance that yep. they were giving up there and that yep. sort of thing. And the club said, "Okay, enough's enough." I don't know about you, but I've just seen what I have seen outside the window. Is that oh, the world's? Oh. Is that the world's biggest box? Oh my word! <laughs> what's in it? Tell me what's in it. Tell uh, me it's bright and shiny and good looking. Well, it could be the trophy. and Well, it has to be a trophy. Otherwise, it's Novak Djokovic in a big box. Uh, it is the United... You've got to get him in the country somehow. Cup is coming to oh, Perth. What if what if COVID come again and you had to be vaxxed? Stephen Farrow oh, is no. going to join us. He's the tournament director. He is going to join us and they're, t- they're opening the box. They're opening the box. Got white gloves on. Got, got white gloves on. That is Travis Kalen. Wow. Oh. <laughs> I, don't, I can't look away. Have a look at that. That is gorgeous. It is a trophy. It is, yeah, it's gold and it's silver. Cup. It's up by a seven. We'll tell you why we're looking at the trophy. Because it is big. Because big game tennis, big name tennis is coming to Perth. Next, Stephen Farrell after Good trophy. 730 News. Good trophy. Oh. It's time for an odds update. Thanks to Ladbrokes. Ladbroker. Ladbroker. Download the Ladbrokes app today. James Coglin joins us from Ladbrokes. Hey, James, appreciate your time this morning. WBBL, as we turn our attention to that, it's starting to get down to the business end. What do you got for us? Well, good morning. We've got the Perth Scorchers uh, women, $1.35 favourites over the Melbourne Stars women. That one is uh, starting off a little bit later this afternoon and should be a pretty fascinating clash. Yeah, well, we don't like the Melbourne Stars. I don't know why that is. We've just got a, 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 a real putrid hatred for anything to do with the Melbourne Stars. I think it's, it's born out of the, the link to the men's team. No one 
Warney, all those. That, that Ed. Group. Ed, 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 everyone. Hey, what oh, about the wrong. Hey, the T Twenty starts India and Australia. Has it ever been? I know there's interest in it in a marketing sense for for Ladbrokes and putting them up a market, but wow, coming off a World Cup success, it's a bit ho hum, is it not? Yeah, it does feel a little bit anticlimactic considering <laughs> the last time these two teams faced off against one another, but. Uh, it's always nice to see Australia pick up a win, no matter what the sport. And the market is favouring the Aussies for this T20 international. Uh, Australia dollar seventy three, India two dollars ten. I know where I am going to be backing in that one. <laughs> I'm sure you do. Anything else uh, taking your fancy, mate? Uh, not, not so much. Today. We've got some racing uh, out at Sandown as well. That should be a little bit of fun as well. And uh, also going to have a little bit of NBA on the cards yes. as well to bring up those markets now. We've got the uh, Philadelphia 76ers, $1.28 over the Cavaliers, $3.70. I've also got the LA Lakers, $1.33 against the Utah Jazz, $3.40. Utah, of course, where they don't allow music. <laughs> uh, we, had, <laughs> we had James McDonald on uh, the champion jockeys coming to Perth very shortly. He, he tipped out, uh, he says he's very confident about riding the first couple of winners today at Warwick Farm. So if you are having a bet, always gamble responsibly, but uh, keep an eye on those ones on the Ladbrokes market. I'll be putting up some tips on the Gostradamus Mates Mode community as well for Bunbury. The meeting's been moved from Ascot to Bunbury. James Colden, we appreciate your time. We'll do it again tomorrow. Thanks, guys. Have a good day. That odds update thanks to Ladbrokes. Ladbroken on all your favourite racing. Download the Ladbrokes app today. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Couple of uh, texts, Brendan, just on the uh, on the academy. Hawks and dogs both missed academy kids as well. System has to change. Yep, yeah. that's a good one. We've forgotten about it because yeah. we got involved in it so long ago. Yeah, we're here, so we did not win Goss Lotto last night. And two subs, no return. That's bulldust. Look at both subs. I was like, you need like 15 numbers. No, just eight numbers. I won't be doing that again. <laughs> anyway, but hey, we'll, we'll be doing Friday Powerball. Powerball tomorrow is 20, isn't it? We will be doing Powerball tomorrow, uh, but thank you, we John. We will have two spots available to join our syndicate. And, and John, uh, just a quick one before we get a quick breakaway, because we've got the trophy who's just about to walk into the ship. Well, the trophy's not walking in. It's been carried in with a man with gloves on. And we're going to be talking <coughs> to Stephen Farrow about the United uh, Cup. Um, just uh, for John. See, John goes, did we win Gosloto? John, you're a smart man. Well, you're not smart when it comes to quizzes because they're led to believe you fell on your sword again on the weekend. Oh, is that on Saturday or not? Yeah, we're going to get that audio. We're going to get that audio. going to get that audio. was gifted the result and still blew it. Yeah, now, but John. Get away with it. Did we win Gosloto? Do you think I'd be sitting here now, th- 39 degrees today, if we'd won Gosloto? Don't ask such stupid questions. You're better than that. You let your whole family down again. Oh, no. Yep. The inflatable family. There's been a lot of letdowns. <laughs> you let yourself down, your family down, yeah. your house down, your work down. Let's take a break and come back. We were talking tennis next. You want to see this trophy. Unbelievable. We'll post it on the socials next. This is Scotty and Goss. Scotty and Goss on a very warm Wednesday, and things will certainly be hotting up later in the year, of course, and we talk about the United Cup, of course, the tennis tournament which uh, was in its infancy last year. It was won by the USA and the United Cup Tournament Director, Stephen Farrow, has been kind enough to bring in. Oh, well, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful trophy. Hey, Stephen, first and foremost, welcome. Thank you for having me. Great to be here. Uh, the, the, the United Cup. Cup. 
winning trophy is doing the rounds. It's been on tour. It is spectacular. I'm not allowed to touch it. You're not allowed to touch it. <laughs> sure, it's sitting so close to me. Now you told me I can't touch it. I'm worried about the it. fact is that he played for Collingwood and they've got a history of thieving things. Uh-oh. So I'd be very careful leaving that around him. <laughs> oh, that's poor. Can you describe this wonderful United Cup trophy to the winning team? Yeah, it is a beautiful trophy. Uh, it's very heavy. It's about 14, 15 kilograms. Uh, it was handcrafted by Thomas Light, who are a company from the UK, who are the were the Queen Silversmiths. So it comes oh. from very heritage. And it um, is gold-plated. There's some silver in there as well. It's got 36 strands at the very top, which are holding up the bowl. Um, And the 36 strands symbolise the 18 mixed doubles teams that participate in the United Cup. Um, And we're we're really proud of the trophy. It's something really special and unique about this event. How much, mate? How much? A lot. Priceless. <laughs> Priceless. It's, it's, it's a one-off. One. It's, it's, one the one. it's the only one. It's one of those white glove ones too, isn't it, where if now we want to touch it. Now I'm feeling nervous. It's all about it's the one-off. It's really <laughs> Just want to touch it. And look, you're in uh, United Cup, uh, the rebirth of, of the team's tournament concept, uh, of which WA was a part of in a previous life with Hopman Cup, which was huge and we loved it. It was a big part of it. United Cup took off last year. It was a great starting point, but it's got even bigger this year. Yeah, absolutely. So um, we've still got 18 teams, but we're now split across two cities in Perth and Sydney rather than the three last year, which which just means that there's even more concentration of top players in each city. And we've also evolved the format as well. So that old Hopman Cup format that was so successful here with the one women's singles, one men's singles, one mixed doubles, you get a result in one session. That's what we're now doing with this tournament as well. And, and what that means is from the very moment this tournament starts on the 29th of December here in Perth, there's great players and great matches in every single session. So, Stephen, so in regards to that, was that player-led or was it you as the tournament director and those involved? You said, how do we how do we take it to another level? And, and, and you go back to taking a bit out of the Hopman Cup format. Um, was that a big decision to make? Were they big decisions to make? Yeah, they are big decisions to make because ultimately um, you're affecting the, the number of playing opportunities there are in the competition. Um, but I think it was based on the player feedback we had and also what we saw as well. I mean, we you know we heard the feedback from the fans, heard the feedback from the broadcasters and from a player perspective as well, particularly from a top player perspective, um, being able to have that result in one session rather than spread the ties over two days is, is obviously better. And look, look, we can see this year with the player field, we had a good player field last year. This year, it's sort of stratospheric, particularly here in Perth. We've got so many big names. Yeah, coming. you're not struggling to, uh, to bring them in, are you? Djokovic is coming, obviously, it's a pass, Verev, uh, Angelique Kerber's coming, Taylor Fritz. So it's a, a tournament that they, the big names want to play in. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the biggest endorsement of all for this competition. Um, you know, it, it is it is new. It's novel in tennis to, to have this type of format with points and prize money on the tour. Um, and the biggest endorsement we can have is that the top players want to play. And so having Novak Djokovic coming to Perth, world number one, having Iga Sviantek coming to Perth and the other world number one on the women's side, um, I mean, this is this is huge. And it shows that we're putting on a competition the players want to play. The Australian team is Alex Dimonor, of course, Good. and also uh, Isla Tomlanovic and the West Aussies. The mixed doubles, Storm Hunter, formerly Storm Sanders, and Matt Ebden, who we know are uh, local heroes and we love them. Doesn't matter where their ranking is in the world, they've still command a lot of attention and they're in great form. 
absolutely. And how exciting exciting is it to have Storm Hunter and, and Matt Ebden here as sort of local local mm. residents? Storm's just become the end of year doubles world number one, yeah. which is incredibly exciting. She's done so well. You know, Matt's Grand Slam doubles champion. I mean, he's he's right at the top of the rankings on the men's side as well. The Australian team are going to be really strong. And I think again, one of the other great things about this of the, the change in format is that it's so competitive now. Like any team or probably of about 13, 14 of the 18 teams you would say have got a really good chance of winning. Australia's one of them. Alex has been in unbelievable form this year. He's just outside the top 10 and he can get even better. So we're really excited to see how Australia do. Stephen Farrow is our guest, United Cup Tournament Director, of course. It starts in Perth December 29 and then starts Sydney December 30 and goes right through to Jan 7. So where's the final plate? Yeah, so the semi-finals and final will be in Sydney, so that will be played on January the 6th and January the 7th. Um, in Perth, we've got, as you said, we've got the opening day uh, where the action gets underway on the 29th of December. Massive opening night match between Australia and Great Britain. Uh, ticket sales are going really well for that one, as you might expect. Sorry, Stephen. I know. Can, can I sense? Yeah, some sound? Can, can I? Can I sense a, an English yeah, accent yeah. there? And even if you if, <laughs> if if you lose, will you still claim a moral victory? Because that's what uh, England seem to be doing at the moment. That's what we really. do. <laughs> so we do. Let's not talk about the cricket. Yeah, now you won the Moral World Cup just recently. We, we, we're as well. very good at winning Moral, moral World Cups. Winners, I'm you know, still. Talking about, I, I just focus on the women's World Cup when anyone brings up yeah. cricket. <laughs> it is incredible. Now you've got obviously you've got a background in tennis and in, in event organising and stuff because you, uh, we sense the we, we sense the, um, the 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 accent. Queens is a big part of your tennis journey, which is enormous because we all love Queens as a lead up to Wimbledon. You had a lot to do with that. Yeah, I was tournament director at Queens for um, well for a long time before I, I came over to Australia to do this role. Um, great event, actually great heritage of. Australian players doing really well at that event. Leighton won it four times. Um, yeah, that was uh, that was really, I guess, where I sort of learned the the art of putting on a tournament before I got the opportunity to come over here. RAC Arena is uh, what we're so proud of what the RAC Arena can produce, uh, and it is it it has produced some wonderful tennis tournaments over the journey. Uh, and heat of time, New Year's. Hot, 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 but so cool in there. Roof open, roof closed. How does that work? It depends. I mean, ultimately, this is an outdoor tournament, so you want to keep the roof open wherever you can. But, you know, if it gets to particularly hot, that's when we'll close it. Lot, um, lot up for grabs too, isn't there? Fifteen million, minimum fifteen million in in prize money, and uh, plus the trophy, plus this magnificent trophy. Can I touch it? <laughs> no touching. No, right. got but but uh, you know, world ranking points as well, which is obviously what uh, is probably the main thing that all players are chasing anyway. Absolutely. I mean, to have it's a fifteen million dollar um, Aussie prize money. It's five hundred ranking points on the men's side, WCA on, on the women's side as well. Maximum that's on offer. So that that's huge for the players. Mm. Um, and it's the only competition in the world where actually the performance of the Women's players will affect the result for the men's players. And it's actually that unique thing about tennis that it's played at such a high level by both male and female players, bringing those players together in this format. It's something that's really, really special. And as I said, I mean, it's great to see the endorsement of the event with the calibre of players that are playing. And of course, the other part of this is that you know we have to look ahead to Melbourne and the Australian Open. And it's a great opportunity for people in Perth and in Sydney to see some of those players who are definitely going to be contenders yep. for the Australian Open as well. Who are you going? To, who are you going? To, who are you tipping, mate? Who are you tipping for number one and two? And have you got a Smokies or a team that you've put together that you go, oh, I really like their chances. I mean, I, th- I think for the United Cup, you can't really look beyond the US team who won it last year. Incredibly strong, Jess Pagula, Taylor Fritz, um, two very, very good players. 
Um, neither of them have won a Grand Slam yet, but you know, I think it's a matter of time for both those players. Uh, the Polish team with Świątek and Herkash, you know, he again has been a sort of serial top ten player on the men's tour. He ended the season this season really, really well. Uh, just missed out on the ATP Finals, although he actually ended up getting in because there was there was an injury to Tsitsipas. So they'll be incredibly strong. But then the Australian team is strong. Um, like we've got a strong German team. Um, the British team as well will be good. I mean, there are lots and lots of teams there who've got a shot. But the other thing that you can't rule out is is Novak. I mean, Novak is playing with Olga Danilovic. She's about 100 in the world, so she's not obviously not one of the top-ranked female players in the competition. But Djokovic would not be coming to play this event if he didn't think he could win it. That's just not how he rates. He turns up to win trophies, so we can't rule out. Um, Serbia. It's going to be absolutely huge, as we mentioned. You can get group adult tickets for 40, starting from 40 bucks. There's not a bad seat in the place, so it doesn't really matter. We know that with our Wildcats games over here. Family passes, two adults, two children start at 100 bucks. Now, again, I don't like to go down this line because it could blow up <laughs> in my face, but is Katie Bolter from GB, from Great Britain, is she still going out with Alex Diminor from Australia? Are they? She is, yeah. They've she been is. going out for a while. It's lasted they a have. long time, about three years. They have. It's been a long time, yeah. So, we're, so time. that's us versus then it's got, well, could get, could get I mean, it's, could unbe- get it's, it's actually unbelievable the way that came out. I mean, it's isn't it? It really is. So <laughs> we're very excited, but very excited to um, to have that um, that extra element to the competition as well. Take no prisoners, Diminor. Will he sort of really rifle one in at her? Just sort of say, well, hey, it's all part of trying to win. Uh, the United of course Cup. he will. Of course he will. He's going to want to win for, from Australia on home turf, isn't he? So, yeah, well, he's an animal. Yeah, he doesn't he don't take no prisoners no, whatsoever. I love the way he yeah. goes about it. His nickname's the Demon. Yeah. Is it? <laughs> yeah. No. Apparently it is. <laughs> Alex Dimonor, it's going to be huge. That's how he plays. Yeah. I love the way he goes about his work. He's, he is a Leighton Hewitt because that's what oh, we all love is. to respect Absolutely. about Leighton Hewitt and that's what, what he works. He works and works and works. He's yeah. one of the quickest players on tour as well. Never gives up. And he's done, he never gives up. I mean, he's got a great attitude. Can he's I not ask? A what, no, he's not. One, one thing uh, the uh, Hopman Cup did, I don't want to keep living on the Hopman Cup past, but one thing they did on New Year's Eve is had a bit of a good nosh up get together. They do that United Cup. So we're not doing that this year, but that is something that we potentially would look at in the future. It's actually amazing how many times that comes up. All the players who played Hopman Cup, who absolutely loved coming to Perth, and it is something that has been mentioned. So maybe at some point in the future, one thing's for sure is that Perth is somewhere the players want to play. Everyone who comes here wants yeah. to come back here. The Greeks and the Croats were disappointed not to be back here this year because they love being in Perth so much. So it's a special experience that we offer here for sure. Can't wait. Thank you for bringing the trophy in. It's been Has it been beautifully accepted? I bet you the kids love the trophy in particular. Oh, the reaction's unbelievable. When you do the big unveiling of the trophy, it's <laughs> unbelievable. And it's, well, you're taking it, a million-dollar trophy to these kids. Million, at least so a million. At least a million. A million. Yeah. <laughs> Don't stop there. Don't stop wow. there. No, it's, been, it's been great. You know, we've been to, we were at the Chinese Cultural Centre to yesterday, Chungwa, we've been to schools, um, we've been all over the place and it's Good great to be able to talk to people about the event and also it's just so exciting for people to see something like this and such a great opportunity for everyone to come and see these great players in a few weeks' time. It is so a it's, great it's field. Good. Well done to you, mate. Well done to everyone involved and for listening, I think, because after the first year to make the changes that have that team format and we're going to guarantee of seeing our, our West Aussies uh, and our Australian team. Can't wait. If, if you're a tennis again. lover, you're going, to go, you're going to go to this because you don't get an opportunity to see these players very often. But if you haven't been to a live tennis match, it's similar to going to the F1 for the first time ever. You watch it on telly and you don't get a full perspective of just how quick they are and how good they are. You go to the tennis live 
And it's wow. Yeah. It's amazing what and they if can you do. get into a corporate box behind the yeah, super, it's much the easier. It's the best be. spot yeah, to yeah, eat, yeah, so you don't have to keep yeah. going left corporate to right, boxes. left to right. Yeah, Stephen, how, how were okay. you looking for corporate boxes? <laughs> 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 Stephen Farrow, United Cup Tournament Director, appreciate you coming in. Thanks for bringing the trophy. All the very best. And we look forward to later in the year, uh, late December into the new year. Thank you for having me. We can't wait.